Hey guys, I'm Dawn Penzak, and I've created a self-care program that helped me get my health back when teaching and life just got way too stressful. I truly believe teaching does not have to be hard, but you gotta have the right tools in place to help you tackle the stress, overwhelming demands, and crazy workload with a smile. Ready to feel better, lighter, more focused, and have a great year? This is the Calm and Resilient Teacher Podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. With the hard work you do every day, you deserve to be happy. Hey guys, I am super excited today to be chatting with Kissy, a lead teacher at a preschool. She and I connected in a Facebook group not too long ago, and I was immediately super excited about how her leadership in her school is something that is a little bit too rare these days. So Kissy, can you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you teach, and um, I just cannot wait for our conversation tonight. Sure, so my name is Kissy Montalvo, and I am a preschool lead teacher here in Sierra Vista, Arizona. Um, We're a very small little town, military town, uh, border patrol as well, and it's a very small, unique community. So I'm really excited to tell you all about what goes on at our school. <laughs> so Kissy, what is this magical unicorn? Like what, <laughs> what happens at your school that, um, that makes you super excited to work there? Absolutely. Well, I work at a school called Great Expectations, a learning center, and I originally was working at a different school originally when I was out here, um, here in Sierra Vista. Um, and I called one day to this school that I heard some amazing things about, but I didn't know why they were so amazing. Um, I know that teacher retention there, they have teachers there have, that have been teaching there 15, 20 years. And I couldn't understand what exactly is the magic that exactly, like you said, this unicorn, right? So I called and I found out that their uh, director, Marge Daly, has been teaching for over 33 years. She owns the school and she teaches her educators like diamonds, I have to say. Um, She has set up by example how it is to be an actual team environment. She leads by example She takes the time for all of us to feel as if we are primary nuclei of her group, right? So she Mm -hmm. wants to make sure that we're all happy. So one of the things that she implements, and I think that you saw on this Facebook was a group that I was part of, is this amazing woman who comes in every week to give us a little massage. (laughs) (laughs) So every single week. There is a massage therapist that comes to your school correct. and gives the teachers a massage. Am I hearing this correctly? That is absolutely correct. So she comes wow. in <laughs> and it's amazing, right? I mean, Marge does amazing, amazing things for us anyways, but um, I had been working maybe a month and I had come into her office for a little tidbit of information that I had going on in my classroom. And she said, you're doing such a good job. I'm going to make sure you are signed up for a massage this week. And I thought, she must be kidding. This is insane. Like, what is she saying? And I just kind of jokingly laughed it off. And then Thursday, which is the day that this happens, 
I was, a sub came in and she said, okay, it's your turn for massage today. And I thought, oh, this is a real deal. <laughs> so we get five minutes to kind of go. And the woman who does a massage, her name is Marie Paul. She's French. Um, she's homeopathic, holistic. She's wonderful. And she's been coming to the school for about three, four years now. And she just gives all of the educators a massage and just a time out. Um, she also does, she reads our aura. She will give us an angel card, kind of letting us know like how we're doing, which is kind of like a tarot, but not too crazy. And I mean, just kind of makes us feel rejuvenated so we can get back into the classroom. So how do you feel as an educator? Um, you know, how do, how do you feel working in a school where your administration, your leadership has such an invested interest in your overall wellness? Well, I do have to say that being a part of this unique microcosm, I'll call it, of you know, a lot of, a lot of employers before that I've worked for or other jobs that I've had have always said we're a team, right? Mm -hmm. But when your leader, your mentor, your, your director is leading by example and caring for others, you end up caring for those around you. So our co-teachers will always check in on each other, make sure we're doing okay. We can tell if somebody's having a bad day, we're more than happy to pitch in. Um, and then it goes down to our students. Our students, we're also teaching them kindness and respect. And it all just kind of circulates within one another. We all want to be there and we want to help one another. Marge is not only does massages, which is incredible, but anytime we have a staff meeting, she's mm -hmm. always providing dinner. If we are having, oh, wow. yeah, for all of us, which is oh insane. Um, she does luncheons. She does handwritten birthday cards, handwritten thank you notes. Um, she always makes us feel like we are beyond appreciated. And it makes us then want to work harder for her and do more because we feel as though we're not just a little ant in this anthill, but we're actually, we matter, which is amazing. Wow. Now tell me a little bit about how how this trickles down into your students. Like how right. does her le incredible leadership for her teachers also directly impact the students? Because I think a lot of times we don't really think about how everything is so interconnected. And a lot of times administrators are so concerned with the, you know, student achievement, let's say, um, they're not really looking at the wellness of the teacher, the mental, emotional health of the teacher, the physical health of the teacher, right? How many teachers are taking sick days, especially right now, just right. the chronic stress and the burnout is so huge. And how does that affecting the students? But I know you shared with me a little bit about how you are also demonstrating exceptional um, leadership and, and modeling for your students, effective stress management and emotional wellness. Can you share with us a little bit about how all of this kind of trickles down into the students? Absolutely. So a lot of the things that we put on our kids is to, you know, um, we expect them to behave and we expect them to follow rules, but when they don't feel um, acknowledged as an individual, it makes it hard for them to do those things and to implement them. So what ends up happening is I want to make sure that our students 
are empowered by themselves and their feelings and that they matter. They're not just one of a certain count, right? So we do daily affirmations. We Muse, I can musically hear them saying please and thank yous and excuse me because we are also taking that into our classrooms because we're feeling that from our director, right? We want to make sure it trickles down. Um, it, it reflects greatly in our classroom because they know that we're happy and that we love what we're doing. And so they feel happy and they want to love what they're doing as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, are the students learning any, um, I know you said the affirmations, but are they, are they exposed or learning any other wellness tools like meditation? Absolutely. So I mentioned earlier when we spoke before that, um, I do yoga with our students, with my classroom. We do yoga, we do breathing. Um, we, I teach them how to calm themselves down when they're excited, when they're upset, um, to take a time out and it's okay to do that right? Because we want to make sure that they are having a good time and they're not always told to sit and told to, you know, told things. We want to make sure that they're respected, but that they can have the tools to calm themselves down in the classroom. Now, when I started the school year, I had a pretty tough group that had behavioral issues or they had outside, again, we live in a small military town, so parents are going in and out. And um, for me to be able to give them the tools to calm themselves down, to have a timeout, to take a reprieve on what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, having that encouraged for the educators, it's okay to have that in the classroom as well. So mm-hmm. it teaches them, and because they are allowed to take that time, that break, um, and they can express that with their words or their, or just by them breathing, just by their actions, mm-hmm. um, it encouraged them to that they're they're valid in their in their feelings and the behavioral issues that I had in the beginning of the year no longer exist in my classroom. So wow. that's that's really awesome. And a couple of things here, um, you know, especially in a military town where the population is, you know, the student population is probably pretty. Um, what's the word? Uh, like you don't, you don't necessarily have the same families living in town for an extended right. period of time, right? The kids right. and these families are moving pretty frequently. So this is stressful for kids, you know, no matter what, very stressful for kids, especially if they're dealing with, you know, a parent being deployed or both parents being deployed or whatever the situation is. Um, but what you're doing in, within, you know, the walls of your classroom, well, actually within your school community, is you're giving them these life skills, you know, that they may never have access to, Um, you know, they're, they might never be in another school situation where they're learning emotional regulation and how to understand their emotions and how to help themselves through the challenges. You know, the life as a military child is probably pretty unique in a lot of different ways. Right. And, And, for them to develop the resiliency and the emotional management skills that's just going to help them for life is so amazing. Um, so I love that you're doing that. And I love that you are teaching them at such a young age because it really could, you know, heal this next generation and give these young children tools for life, you know? So that's, that's awesome. So Question for you, Kissy. If we have administrators that are listening right now, 
Is there a word, you know, a tip, piece of advice, some words of wisdom that you can share with them so that they can possibly start implementing maybe one of these techniques into their school environment as well? What would you, like from a teacher's point of view, what do you think would be the most valuable or the most important thing for them to consider if they are working on creating a stronger school community or bringing more emotional wellness into their, into their schools. Absolutely. Well, I do believe that self-care is so important, right? These are things that I see with educate, educators constantly. They are ready to quit and stop and get out of the field because they don't feel like they have that little bit of time for themselves. Mm-hmm. I think if um, directors or any other educational institutions just implement a 10 minute break throughout the day, whatever time they may be, that may be before lunch, after lunch, and from recess, whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be from a small school. It can be large-based. And if they're all taking that time, those 10 minutes, to just self-reflect on how they're doing, just put their hands on their heart, which is what I do with my pre-K students. How are you feeling inside? Just take a minute to kind of ask yourself, engage where you're at, and then proceed with what's going on. We, ha- we expect children to do a million different things, educators to do a million different things, administrators to do a million different things, right? But mm-hmm. if they take five minutes to themselves, just to breathe, just to c- turn the lights out, just take a time out for just a few minutes, mm-hmm. that is gonna recharge where they're at, believe it or not. It doesn't have to be massage, it doesn't have to be a dinner. I mean, I'm so thankful that it is <laughs> where I'm at. <laughs> But um, that isn't always the case, right? We don't always have the funds for things like that. But we do have five minutes that we can Mm -hmm. take out some part of the day. Um, Even if there was a bell just to let everybody know, hey, let's put on the music on the system and let's everybody take a five minute break just to kind of reflect on where they're at. That's going to help them become more productive students, teachers, and even administrators. It all goes hand in hand. Yes. I love that. And I love what you said about, you know, even though you are super lucky to have these extra luxuries with the free dinners and the massages and stuff like that, even if a school has zero budget for those kinds of things, like you said, there could be a five minute timeout, a five minute break school wide, um, where, where people are just, you know, everybody stops and everybody reflects and everybody breathes or whatever it is, you know, because, wellness doesn't have to be so complicated. We know teachers are in a crisis. We know students, you know, probably as young young as pre-K, like students, no matter how old, are also in a crisis in terms of the stress and anxiety that that's, you know, um, that's everywhere. So if schools encourage their school communities to take that break, I can't imagine how different the staff and and the students would feel over time, you know? not only are they feeling appreciated, and I know you mentioned before, like you feel like you matter in your school, you feel important in your school. Um, but if, if schools wanna see you know, these drastic changes with student achievement and, and all of these other things that they're, that they're measuring, you know, start with the, the mental and emotional health of the staff. That's gonna trickle down into the students. And when students are feeling better, when they don't have the stress and the anxiety and, and the trauma that's kind of impeding their ability to learn and retain new information, everything's gonna change. You know, everything is gonna change. And student achievement 
is probably going to get a whole lot better. Right. So, right. Absolutely. And I totally agree. And like I said, I've seen it for myself. Um, you know, like I said, beginning the school year, I thought, oh my goodness, <laughs> I've got a challenge on my hands. And um, I look forward to going into work every day. I love seeing my students. I love seeing them achieve their goals, whether they're tiny or huge. It doesn't matter. You know, I can see them proud of themselves of how they're doing. Um, you know, we do there's no rewards in my classroom. There's no stickers. There's none of that stuff. We don't oh have to do gosh. that. I love that. <laughs> we don't I have to love do that. that. Um, I have a little, you know, a high five from across the room. Great job. You're doing great. You know, there's no need for any of that. And Marge Daly has been amazing with letting us know, listen, as an educator, you don't need all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's oh my not gosh. matter anyways in two weeks, right? Yeah. The kids get tired of that stuff. Um, and again, it's, it's her idea and she is far ahead of the game when it comes to education and children and how they think and how they grow. And I mean, I am so beyond blessed to have her as not only my boss, but as my mentor, you know, I, mm -hmm. I look to her for advice. She's always, she's been in the classroom as well. Um, I think that also matters. Mm -hmm. you know, I know admin, <laughs> it's hard for them to get into the classroom, but if they actually stepped foot and like said, you know, you know, Mrs. So-and-so, you're doing a great job with just getting them to raise their hand. I mean, that would make a big difference to an educator because it's like, oh, I'm being seen. I know observations are always difficult for educators because they're like, oh no, <laughs> they're coming in to watch, you know? Yeah. But I mean, to hear just positive feedback, even if it's the smallest thing, like I said, it doesn't have to be huge, will make a difference. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love what you said about, you know, if, if administrators were in the classroom more and catching those positive moments with, with educators, it's just a huge boost, you know, overall. And I think, you know, observations are, are very challenging and very stressful, but no, like two people, two different people could be watching the same exact lesson and they could have a completely different perspective on what's going on. Um, so if an administrator comes in with the intention of catching the good, they're going to see the good. They're going to see a right. lot of good. And when they acknowledge that, they're really allowing that educator to grow their bright spots, you know, to magnify what they're doing well, do that even better. Right. And honestly, we all have our weaknesses. And, um, and a lot of times in the observations, that's what we focus on, right? We focus on how to improve. And sometimes we need to focus on, what, can, what, what are we doing great that we can be excellent at, that we can right. really, you know, get better. So I love the fact that, um, that Marge encourages you guys to really grow and shine in the areas that you're already doing really well in. So yes. thank you so much for this conversation, Kissy. I hope that this inspires a lot of our teacher listeners who are in situations that might not be super ideal. Um, or situations that they're not thriving in or that they don't feel they're thriving in because there are places out there and you found one, um, but there are places out there where the, the culture and the community really is a supportive 
appreciative, encouraging community. So teachers, if you're listening and you're not happy at the place where you are, put your feelers out, call around, see if you can see if you can find a school similar to the one that Kissy is telling us about because you are too good to leave education. And there are so many kids that are waiting for somebody just like you. And administrators, if you're listening to this, see if there's one thing that you can take away from this conversation to help your teachers feel more seen, to feel heard, to feel appreciated, because they, they are going to go above and beyond for you when they feel like this. Absolutely. <laughs> oh. Thank you so much, Kissy. This was a great conversation, and I, I'm just so excited that we connected. Thanks so much for sticking around to the end. You are awesome. If you are a part of the CRT community, I know you're a person who values serving and helping others. If you found value in this episode, please share with one teacher who could use some extra support right now. When we join hands and work together, we can do way more good in this world. If you're not already in the Calm and Resilient Teacher Facebook group, make sure to join the conversation over there as we help teachers thrive and stay in the classrooms where they're needed most. Thanks again and see you soon.